Hey everybody, hope you're going well. In today's episode, I'm going to do a hashtag update cast on what's been working for me. I want to talk a little bit about ADHD medication. I want to talk a little bit about what, what I'm seeing from people that are talking about dyslexia. And also want to talk about some of the cool things happening in my life and how I'm seeing them play out. So let's um, dig into this one. Okay, guys. So in this um, in this podcast, I want to do it as an update. Everyone likes to kind of know what random stuff's happening in my life, what I'm testing. This is kind of like my scientific experiment moment. And so I'd like to start off with ADHD medication. So if you've listened to some of the older podcasts, when I got diagnosed, it wasn't actually that long ago. It would have been, feels like a year now. And, um, and since being diagnosed, I've been on this stuff called uh, Rubifen. It's another version of Ritalin, and it's been an interesting experience. I remember when I first took it, it was like, wow, this is really good at making me focus. It energized me. It's kind of like you're taking a low-level part of speed, <laughs> really. But it kind of um, it allowed me to focus on one track of thought very, very clearly. But over time, the more I've taken it, the more you start to get clear on some of the other side effects of it. It's stuff like um, once you're coming down off of it at the end of the day, you become much, much more tired. You're kind of, in essence, it feels like you're drawing all of your fuel into the period of time that you're on it. And then when you come off of it, you have to find other solutions again, but at a higher a higher rate. And it, to be honest, that was a bit challenging. It, it It's not a... Not a great way to do it. Um, what I've kind of learnt, I've actually been trialling for probably nearly a week now, just being off of it, and it hasn't been that bad. I've kind of been watching myself and going, what's changed? Now, definitely I have moments of less focus. Um, that's quite clear. Um, but it's not been a big enough thing to make me want to go back on. Now, I am going to test going back on again. I still have my medication, of course. Um, but I wanted to give myself a good week off of it. And then I want to kind of stagger it a bit more and see, kind of be able to watch myself, be able to observe myself um, looking down and saying, hey, is this working? When is it working? How do I want to use it? The one thing I've definitely learned about it is it doesn't seem to be addictive to me at all which considering how many other addictions I like to try and take on and really um, over, over succeed at, at addictions uh, to solve my challenges, um, this stuff hasn't at all been addictive, which is quite amazing. I can go on it for a day, come off of three days, vice versa. It doesn't, it's not something I feel I have to have to operate. So that was something I also wanted to mention. So I just thought I'd share that. Like, it's not a... Um, uh, you know, I, I haven't got a foregone conclusion that I'm never going to really take it again. Um, but I am in a place of, I want to test an experiment. I want to test an experiment with what else do I supplement it with? What else do I do with it to make it work better? Um, many people have said the healthier you are on it, the better you will be. So trying to build healthier parts of my life as well is important. But what I also do find is I'm more creative off of it. I find my brain is much more creative, it's much more, and that's the benefit of it being a bit looser, is it can run off into different places and solve different problems. 
So this song I wanted to share with you guys. I'm still playing with it as I um, learn more about it and what I like and what I dislike and what I'm seeing. I will make sure I share it with you. The second thing I wanted to talk about, um, which I think is really important, is I'm doing some uh, work around the absorption of information. Now, one of the biggest challenges with right brain thinkers, um, dyslexics especially, is not as much the actual reading and writing. And we kind of think, hey, that's the killer for us. Um, but it's actually more the absorption of symbolic information. So I want you to imagine maybe a superhero absorbing something <laughs> in that one. But it's actually being able to remember what we've read or remember what we've heard um, and what works for us and what doesn't. Because the challenge is, is when we read, even if we get to a point where we can read pretty well, actually absorbing that key information, holding on to it and remembering it sometimes can be challenging. The stuff we remember is much more experience-based. It's much more story-driven that goes into our long-term memories because naturally our short-term memories is not, is not as good as our long-term. So looking at how the world works with that. So you look at how they teach kids with nursery rhymes. They take a key message and they put it into a story um, that is absorbed by children. Now, the way the dyslexic mind works is very similar. You know, we kind of kept going with that kind of methodology of how we learnt, but the world kind of moved past us. So it didn't include adult nursery rhymes, which probably would be very valuable for us. You know, we'd feel, you know, I, I think the challenge is, is we'd probably feel a bit inferior for having to learn that way, but it's actually just a way that our brains accept information. If you hear a real compelling and amazing story, you're much more likely to hook into the message or the key underlying piece. So that's um, this song I'm playing with at the moment is how to, and maybe I'll even write my own adult nursery rhyme and do it on the podcast uh, for you guys, trying to get across a message that will stick with you. And we'll see how many of you remember it. Um, so that's something else I'm working on at the moment. It's quite a, quite a fun uh, little aside. Also, things that are happening in my life, what I, what I have been doing a lot in my coaching recently is as I'm putting together this program I'm teaching called Landing Your Plane, which is going really, really well, um, is, is starting to use this, starting to retrain my brain and my coaching clients' brains to work visually and to actually work out how you can use your visual mind to get what you want in life. So it's really reprogramming the way your head works to work with with what it does. And I found it really, um, really amazing um, at some of the stuff I tested at the beginning of this year that have come to come to happen. You know, the, I've mentioned it before, the car, the, you know, the family, really. Like I was sitting there today with um, watching my partner and and her daughter leave for school and it was just that was part of my vision that was part of my vision the beginning of this year which is pretty crazy to watch it start to actually happen in real life as I sit here stroking a white poodle um, you know as well which is all you know it was all in my vision you know and how it would look and what it would become and and just kind of starting to learn to trust myself and trust the visual pictures in my head you know, a lot of us struggle with the self-trust and the self-confidence, but, you know, when you start to believe how your mind works and why it works that way, you know, you start to get confident in it. 
you start to not worry. And when you don't worry, you get more confident and the good things start to keep happening. And it's, it's a beautiful place to be. You know, I think, you know, people always ask me, how do I get more confidence? And I think confidence is using something the right way. And in this case, it's your brain. You know, you can't be confident using your brain in a way that doesn't work for you and because it creates inconsistent results. You know, does that make sense? It's like the results don't match, so you can't be confident. If something works 90% of the time, you get confidence in it. If something works 48% of the time, <laughs> you're probably going to lose confidence. Um, you're going to lose that energy or that belief that it'll actually work. So that's really super important to remember, and that's what I'm playing with more and more as I um, as I I get older. So um, what I wanted to share with you is is kind of those things that are going on in my life, you know, and to keep experimenting in your own. You know, there isn't a one way fix all solution. You know, I'm really working on something that'll work for the majority of us, but it'll work for part of the challenge. There's, there's nothing to fix with the way, what I'm really realizing is there's nothing to fix with us. It's more about how do you use what you've been given. You know, it's actually perfect as it is. We've just been taught the wrong way for so long and we believe it so, we believe it so truly to be right that when we can't do it that way, we feel bad. And it's not that at all. It's We just haven't been taught the way our minds work. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really hopeful for the future. I'm really hopeful for how this is going to work out for, I wanted to say our people there, but for our, <laughs> for the people that are like us. You know, you've got brothers and sisters everywhere that are similar. And together, imagine what we can do. Imagine the confidence we can build, which will lead to creating amazing change in the world. And I, I think more than ever, we're at a time now where the way the dyslexic mind works, the way we think, you know, we can create change that is so needed. Have an epic day and I'll be back tomorrow.